everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast? The podcast that's working from home, podcasting from home, doing everything at home. Um, I've been home for so long, I've barely left my house. I think in the past three weeks, I've left my house three times total maybe even two times and I know that people say that you can take long walks you can go out and you can walk just as long as you social distance and you say six feet apart from people and I understand that I understand the benefits of taking long walks and I'm a person who likes to walk I'm a walking type of guy but I can't control you assholes. I can do my best to stay six feet apart from people. But when y'all are out here being dumb and getting all close to me, I can't control you. I can only control me. And because I can't control you, I'm not going to risk it. And I'm just going to stay in as much as I can. I've gone to the store. The store is a fucking weird place to be. Like, I used to like going to the store. Like, especially like a Target or like a Safeway. Not everyone has Safeway. I think in LA it's called Vons or whatever. Um, But like a, a Trader Joe's, all those places. There's no Trader Joe's where I live. But, you know, I be in Trader Joe's sometimes. Um, But... You can't really do stores and, like, enjoy the store. Like, you used to be able to go to the grocery store and, like, sort of, like, walk around the aisle, see what's new, see, like, the fruit that they have, see, like, all the weird meat and all the cheese and all the all the drinks and, like, see all the workers and shit like that. But now it's like you're going to, to the store and you're like, this is a goddamn war-torn area. This is... This is ridiculous. There are fucking empty shelves and no one's trying to like make eye contact with each other and people are like wiping shit down and you, you're you like afraid to ask for help because asking for help means that you have to get close to people and no one's trying to get close to any fucking buddy. It's, it's weird, man. And I've been doing pretty okay with like, like cooking. Like I have, I have food at the house and I've been, you know, making some stuff. I'm making a lot of eggs. Um, some ramen noodles, some like I bought some meatloaf or like some chicken, you know, I've been I've been doing all right. You know, I've I've made some rice. I've, I've used a lot of paprika. I've been going a little bit dumb on the paprika, but I've been doing all right. But there is some things that I miss in this time of isolation. Right. One thing that I miss is going and chilling at Starbucks and like hear me out a lot of people like Starbucks but I love like sitting in Starbucks and just looking not like staring not being a creep but like every once in a while you see the employees at Starbucks the baristas the drive through people anything like that and I don't know where this is going to go I don't know who's listening to this right now I don't know where you live you might not have ever even been to a Starbucks before listening to this but if you go to Starbucks, at least where I live in the Bay Area, every single employee looks like they're fucking good friends with each other. They look like they go back a couple of years. I've never been in a Starbucks 
and the employees look like they don't like each other. That's never happened to me. Like some places you go and like you can tell like the coworkers are just coworkers or like they like don't interact. But at Starbucks, and maybe it's cuz like the nature of working at a Starbucks means that you have to be pretty close to everyone around you. So because you're just like physically close, you have to sort of get along otherwise you're going to lose your mind and you're going to quit or something. But Whenever I go to Starbucks and I see those employees and they just look so happy, like they look like they're just friends with each other, they're getting on with each other, they're making jokes, you know, they're working seamlessly, all that stuff that I'm missing out on. I miss going to Starbucks and watching the employees help each other out and be nice to each other. Like, that's something I never, ever thought I would miss before is like going to Starbucks and just appreciating the well-oiled machine that is the baristas, right? I'm And I miss that. I miss that. I used to do that multiple times a week. I used to go to Starbucks, see the employees. I, w- I don't even drink coffee. I would get water for free, for goddamn free. <laughs> and I would just like see the employees just like doing their thing, being organized, being nice, working together. I miss that. And another thing I miss that I can't get in my city, but I can get in the city where I work. I miss Indian fusion food. Like the city where I work has a pretty high uh, Indian population. And there's a lot of Indian fusion restaurants. Like you can get like Daisy pizza, Daisy burgers, Daisy fucking Philly cheesesteaks. Um, you can get like lots of biryani and curry and all that stuff. And where I live, there's there's food options, but there's not that Daisy fusion pizza. There's not that tandoori pizza. There's not that Lahori burger. There there's not anything like that where I live. There's not that fucking mango chicken subway sandwich right where i like if i go to subway where i live it's gonna be regular subway if i go to subway where i work they have indian flavors they have mango chicken they have fucking butter chicken they have curry all that stuff that my my local subway just does not have right and i miss that i miss the indian fusion food i miss indian food I can get Indian food where I live, but I can't get the Indian fusion food. I can't get that really niche fucking tandoori pizza. Like, I don't know how many people listening to this have had a fucking tandoori pizza or I've had Daisy fusion pizza. But if you can, go get some Indian fusion and your life will be changed. Or just get some fucking biryani. Like, start there and then, then explore from there. But... It's just, it's really, really good. And like mango chicken is my fucking shit. I love some mango chicken. And of course, you know, I like mango. I like chicken. Why wouldn't I like some mango chicken, right? Of course I like mango chicken. But I never thought to eat mango chicken until I started eating this Indian fusion food. And now I'm like, yes, give me all the mango chicken you have. I will stuff mango chicken into my fucking ass crack. I love that shit. Give me the tandoori chicken pizza. Give it all to me. Give me the fucking curry pizza. I want it. Give it to me every single day of my life. I could eat that, right? 
And I can't have that. I'm, I miss it. I really do. Um, but mostly, I'm okay, right? I don't think I'm going crazy. Although I did say literally less than a minute ago that I would shove mango chicken up my asshole. So maybe I'm not doing okay. But I think I'm doing okay. I don't think I'm losing my mind just yet. I'm trying to stay active. I'm trying to move around the house. I'm trying to do, you know, like jumping jacks and sit-ups and like all that other stupid shit that people do at home. Like I was pretty okay with like not exercising when it was like just like stay at home for two weeks. But now that we don't know how long this is going to last, like this could last legitimately till like I think August, I think. And that's like being night. Like there might not be football season. There might not be baseball season. The NBA, I think there's a very slim chance that we're getting NBA at all. I think the NBA is done and this is just like three quarters of a season. I don't see how we're getting any excuse me. I don't think I don't see how we're getting any NBA anytime soon. Like I feel like the next time we get NBA is going to be 2021. I I think it just has to be that way. Um baseball there's a chance Football, there's a chance, but it's getting like slimmer and slimmer, right? Because I think the problem with this fucking disease is that once you have it, once you know you have it, it's too late, right? Once you test positive, that means you've been had it, right? So if you've been had it, that means you've been spreading it to people unknowingly. So we can't risk people been having it and spreading it around and continuing to strengthen this curve, right? We we can't do things like that. We have to flatten the curve. We have to stay our goddamn asses inside. Because right now, like the world needs us to stay inside. And they, I know they're floating around like playing games like professional sports games with no audience with no crowd and I think that that sounds pretty dystopian I mean I might still watch it but I can't imagine a professional football game with no spectators that sounds creepy to me baseball with no spectators also kind of creepy to me right basketball with no spectators even more creepy because you're like squeaking on the ground and like bouncing a ball on the ground. I don't like it. I think one sport where you can pull it off is golf. You can pull off golf with no spectators, although I think golf is canceled too because the nature of golf is that you have to be outside and you have to be with a caddy and you have to be with like at least who you're going up against your opponent so I don't think there's any golf I think you can get away with tennis with no spectators but again then you're just listening to people grunt and again the very nature of tennis at least on a professional level is to be outside and travel somewhere and this virus travels through the air and it can stick on surfaces so I think you're better off not risking it with tennis hockey needs spectators as well i think that the virus thrives more in cold than in heat so maybe field hockey with no spectators although field hockey isn't a big money maker in america at least like 
ice hockey is where the bag is. And we're definitely not having ice hockey. I think ice hockey is probably canceled for the rest of the year, too. I think we just need to come to terms with the fact that there is no professional sports. I think I think we just have to accept that until proven otherwise, like the people who make money off of the sports, like the people who run the leagues, they're going to try and get sports. They're going to be optimistic, as optimistic as possible about sports. But I think for us, the common people, the people that just watch sports, I think we have to accept that there's not going to be sports for a while. Olympics has been pushed back. Everything's been pushed back. We're just going to have to have to have to, you know, accept it, pucker up and and move on. Although there are still sports related things. I know ESPN is still doing podcasts. I know they're pushing out this Michael Jordan documentary a little bit early. Um, And the good people at ESPN, you know, are in it to make money as well. But I wonder how much of it is we need to give these people what they want or we just don't have anything to do right now. So we're going to put this Michael Jordan documentary up early because we we don't have anything. We canceled High Noon, which I am pissed about, by the way. Uh, High Noon was le- legitimately like in my top three favorite shows, sports or otherwise. And they canceled High Noon. So yeah, I'm upset about that. But they don't have any live sports. So we can do all this old stuff all we want. There's been a lot of old baseball going on. And I, I've surprisingly liked the old baseball. Well, at first, when this whole shit happened, I was like, I don't want to watch old sports. I want to watch new sports. I want to watch fucking Giannis. And I want to fa- watch Mike Trout. I want to watch fucking Lamar Jackson. I don't want to watch old sports. But the old sports haven't been so bad. Like, we've gotten to the point now where we're showing OJ Mayo highlights. OJ Mayo got kicked out of the fucking NBA. And we're watching OJ Mayo highlights because we have to dust them off, right? And this Michael Jordan documentary that's supposed to be really, really good from ESPN. So they say ESPN is telling us that it's going to be really, really good. I'll probably check it out. Like, what the fuck else am I doing, right? But what I've realized is that I don't mind these low-tech shows. I don't mind, like, ESPN is doing a lot of these, like, zoom conference shows like they're doing highly questionable through zoom or through video chat they're doing around the horn which was basically a zoom conference to begin with like around the horn was literally people conference calling in but they're doing like around the horn and all that stuff and a bunch of like late night shows are doing like these sort of low-tech zoom conference skype shows and a lot of podcasts are reverting to that I think with podcasts is a little bit worse because people, I think people prefer when there are two people talking to each other in real life rather than over the phone or over the computer. But I don't know. I don't know what you people think. I just know what what I imagine you people would think, right? But I don't mind this, right? I I can watch I can watch a Zoom conference. I I wasn't sure about it, but I can. And we might have to do the Zoom con- 
conferences. We might have to do Zoom calls for a while. But it's got me thinking about like other shows that probably aren't going to exist. Like a lot of like reality shows or a lot of shows like film during summer or they film when there's like a lot of natural light, a lot of movies. And we're probably not getting those. And I was thinking about Love Island. Like, Love Island USA and Love Island UK, right? Like, there are people probably about to lose a fuck ton of money off of Love Island. Because Love Island in the UK in particular is a huge money maker, And it's looking like Love Island is not going to happen this summer, right? There, there are probably people wondering, like, can we do Love Island but have these people do it through Zoom or Skype? Right. There's probably someone floating that idea around right now, but it looks like there's not going to be Love Island. Summer 2020 is going to be the most at home summer we're probably ever going to fucking have. Right. It's going to be the most boring summer It's going to have, you know, just nutty shit because we're all at home. We're all going to do like our own like cooking videos or our own fucking skits in our fucking house. And we're just going to do that instead and keep ourselves entertained that way. But there's not going to be much to do other than that. So I don't know. But a lot of these shows like reality shows, I feel like The Bachelor bachelor in paradise we're probably not getting that anytime soon i don't think so anyway because i know there's like a bunch of like bachelor stuff like i know we had like the regular bachelor right with hannah ann i've never watched the proper bachelor i've seen bachelor in paradise a couple episodes but hannah ann is someone that i like i don't know what it is about her um other than she's hot like we all know we all know she's a beautiful person so of course, like, people are going to be drawn to her. But, like, personality-wise, like, I don't know what it is about Hannah Ann's personality. I just know that I like it. Like, I've seen her on Instagram. I've seen her, like, do, like, her little videos. And I'm like, yes, I like this person. I can hang out with this person. I'll be friends with Hannah Ann. Like, Hannah Ann, if if you if you um listen to this, um, we can be friends. Like, I feel like we, we would get along. Just send a DM. We'll hang out. When this whole quarantine is over, we'll go to the movies. We'll we'll watch like I don't know I don't know what movies are gonna fucking come out. We'll go to the movies. We'll watch something. We'll have fun, right? This it's not a date. We're gonna be friends, right? We'll be friends, and I think I think that could work. I think we get some popcorn, some hot dogs. We get some soda. I don't know if you drink soda. I don't drink soda that much, but like look at we're at the movies with Hannah Ann. We're drinking soda. If you want so soda or water, or whatever, get some gummy bears, I I think we'll have it, this quarantine is getting to my head, because I just went on a buttload of a tangent, I can't even speak, let me, let me re- regroup, 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 all right, we're good, well, I was talking about TV, right, I was talking about how we're not gonna have The Bachelor, and then I just sent a pitch to Hannah Ann to be my friend, oh lord, okay, um, but, yeah, I feel like we're not going to have a lot to watch that isn't online. I know Netflix and Hulu have had us covered. Like, Netflix, Hulu are like Pornhub at this point. Like, you're never going to watch everything on Netflix. You're not going to watch everything on Hulu. We're not going to watch everything on Pornhub or X videos, right? Or YouTube even, right? So I feel like live TV, this quarantine might be what kills live TV. 
if you think about it. Because, like, the internet and television and streaming and traditional TV media, like, they've been, like, frenemies for a while. But this quarantine could literally, like, make live TV, like, or, like, regular traditional TV go obsolete. If this thing lasts long enough and we can't churn out the shows, we might be an entirely streaming society. Although, although, the internet. The internet is not as unlimited as I once thought it was. The internet, at least where I live, is kind of slow, right? When everyone's on at the same time, when there's four people in the house and we all need to use the Wi-Fi to do our fucking conference calls yeah the internet not great but i i do see potentially i'm not saying this is going to happen but i see potentially we can we can kill television or at least television as we know television to be right but i don't mind the zoom calls i really don't i don't mind the low tech shit i kind of find it charming right? Having just like two people in a screen at their own house. It's, you know what it is? It's NBA desktop. This, that's what it is. NBA desktop. NBA desktop, if you don't know, is run by The Ringer and it's Jason Concepcion is the host. And I believe it won an Emmy, like NBA desktop. And it's just like literally Google Docs and Facecam and just people talking shit about the NBA. That's what TV is now like I feel like NBA desktop was ahead of the curve right we've turned every fucking TV show into NBA desktop and NBA desktop is fantastic even if you don't like basketball you probably like NBA desktop you can find that shit on YouTube just type in NBA desktop and you'll probably find it um but speaking of YouTube and speaking of quarantine have y'all noticed you people out there in the internet, that Dr. Fauci, I believe, Fauci, F-A-U-C-I, Fauci, if it was Italian, I believe it would be Fauci instead of Fauci. But that dude, he was like Donald Trump's like medical advisor or something. Like he was like the top doctor in America, which is crazy how you can be like a really, really important doctor and for the majority of your career, like, have no one know who you are. And then when you're needed, like, everyone knows who you are. But that dude was not being respected by Donald Trump. And Donald Trump doesn't respect a lot of people or doesn't treat a lot of people with respect. From To my knowledge, like, from what I see, he seems to be a pretty, like, I don't give a fuck about you type of guy. Um, And he said, basically, I don't know if... Dr. Fauci has like a publicist or something, but I saw that dude. He was like on Jesus and Mero. I'm on YouTube. I see a bunch of like the popular YouTubers, like the people with like 10 million subscribers. Like, oh, I'm going to talk to Dr. Fauci. I saw Steph Curry talk to Dr. Fauci. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy is really going to as many popular people as possible, trying to get the message out. Maybe it's PR. Maybe like someone told him to. Maybe he decided to do it on his own. I don't know. And to tell you the truth, I haven't really watched all these interviews, right? Because I'm saying the fucking side regardless. Like until people say like reputable people say it's cool. We can go outside for real. Not these little bullshit walks we're going on, but for real. Then I'll go outside. But 
It's like, yo, I need to get my message out and Donald Trump is lying to me. So I'm going to talk to Jesus and Miro because they're more influential or they're more important than the president, right? Steph Curry is more important than the president. Like the YouTuber with 10 million subscribers is more important than the president or more effective than the president of the United States on this issue, right? And that's just, that's just insane to me. That's so wild that that's where we live in. Like 2020 has been such a shit show and Donald Trump is just like such a buffoon that the best doctor in the world needs to go to talk to the YouTubers who do skits and Steph Curry, like basketball man. We need to talk to them because the president is just not doing anything. He's just like bumbling around and not handling this properly. So we're 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 just going to go with the YouTuber. And by the way, by the way, by the way, why hasn't Ben Carson been saying anything about this? Ben Carson the fucking doctor, where the fuck are you? Hello? Ben Carson, what are you doing? You're a doctor, right? I know you don't work in like the doctor section of the White House right now. But why is no one talking to Ben Carson? He he should have some knowledge. I know he's like brain surgery or whatever. But why is no one talking to Ben Carson? I feel like he should have something to say. Does Ben Carson have nothing to say? If that's the case, then Ben Carson might be the world's dumbest doctor. Right. But why aren't we talking to Ben Carson? He's still in the White House. Ben Carson has not been fired despite not being qualified for his job or good at his job. So where the fuck is Ben Carson at? Hello? We need you, Ben. We need you like those fucking gifted hands. We need your gifted hands right now. But anyway, enough about that. I want to talk about something else that's been on my mind. And it's been on a lot of people's mind. Tiger King. Now, I know a lot of people have watched Tiger King. I've watched Tiger King. And I don't want to spoil Tiger King too much. Because some people might not have watched it yet. Tiger King. I'm going to give a little bit about Tiger King. And what I what my theory is, right? So Tiger King follows a guy named Joe Exotic. Who runs a zoo. And he owns a bunch of tigers and big cats. He owns lions, he owns bears, but his main bag is a tiger, right? And Joe Exotic and the whole bunch of other characters, they are wild. They are ridiculous. And I don't mean that in a good way. They are, you know, manipulative. They have predatory relationships, both romantic and friendship, right? They are animal abusers, they're narcissistic, and it got me thinking, how do these people get these way? Because these people in Tiger King are not the average people, right? Joe Exotic is the main guy, but there's a whole lot of other characters that you're hearing about for the first time who are doing some nutty-ass shit, right? So, what happened? How do these people get this way? And I feel like I have the answer, right? So these guys, they own tigers, they control tigers, they tame tigers, right? Humans are not supposed to tame tigers. Tigers can kill us in an instant. We are not supposed to have any type of control over the tiger, right? We should be scared of the tiger. The fact that these guys are not scared of tigers 
probably leads them to think that they can do whatever they want in life. And mind you, there's embezzlement, there's political campaigns, there's sex, there's drugs, there's murder conspiracies, there are people who are dead, people who are missing in Tiger King. I think it stems from the fact that they think that they can do what they want because they've already controlled something that's not supposed to be controlled, which is the tiger. I realize that humans have, you know, the superior brains to most people in the animal kingdom. I understand that. But tigers are big. Tigers are strong. Tigers will kill you. And we're not supposed to tame them, right? We're not supposed to have control over the tiger. We are not equal with the tiger, Right, Our brains are above tigers, but the tiger's muscles are far above us humans. So the fact that they were able to do that, right? The fact that they're able to command a tiger or control a tiger amongst these other animals, I think that fucks with your head a little bit. And then you become someone like a Joe Exotic who's incredibly narcissistic and manipulative, right? Or like a Carol Baskin, like sort of Joe Exotic's arch nemesis, right? Um, who's also manipulative and narcissistic in her own right. That I think that's how you get to that point, right? And people are rooting for Joe Exotic. People like Joe Exotic, right? And I just told you, Joe Exotic is manipulative and predatory. And by and large, a bad person, right? So... People are rooting for him. And I think that's sort of like the danger of Joe Exotic and people like him and the danger of making, you know, quality television like Tiger King. But the danger in it is that Joe Exotic comes off so likable and he's charismatic and he's really funny and and charming, but he's a really, really bad person. But that charm sort of masks it. And you have people rooting for Joe Exotic, who's currently in jail. That's not a spoiler. He's currently in jail. Um rooting for them to free him and all that stuff and that's like it's funny like making memes is funny but the people who like are genuinely rooting for joe exotic like that's where joe exotic and people like him are dangerous because they're so like smooth and charismatic and funny right but i'm that's all I really want. I don't want to spoil Tiger King. I will say it's very good. And I do recommend. Although I think that the best episodes are in the middle. It's seven episodes, right? Probably episodes three and four are the best, right? And then afterwards, like you're being sort of like waterboarded with craziness. You're being waterboarded with unfathomable situations and scenarios in Tiger King. And once you get to like episode four, you're almost desensitized to it by episode four. And then episodes five, six, and seven are kind of chill, right? Chill by comparison. Like there's still some nutty shit going on in there, but we 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 get a little bit more mellow if that's the proper way. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But Tiger King, I do recommend. If you like nutty shit, if you like documentaries, I personally don't like documentaries unless it's about some nutty shit. Like, I don't like, like, the disturbing documentaries. I'll watch a 30 for 30 every now and again. But I'm not, like, a documentary junkie type person. But this documentary series is really, really good. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching Tiger King, right? And it's also one of those things, right? Because pretty much everyone in Tiger King is white. There's like literally like 
15 seconds of black people. Like, there's just a smidgen of black people, and there aren't really any, like, Latinos. There's not really any Asian people, from what I saw. Middle Eastern, not really. There was one Cuban guy. There was one Cuban guy. Um, But yeah, Native American, didn't see him. And this is set in Oklahoma, where there is a lot of Native American culture um, and Native American people. And... I didn't see any Native Americans. I didn't see any fucking Canadians. I didn't see any Caribbeans, Pacific Islanders, Filipinos. Um, No, I didn't see them. Just white people. And I'm black. I'm not any of those other things. I'm just I'm just a black person. But I'm one of those people who will be like, yeah, diversity. Like, yeah, representation in TV and movies. Yes, this is what I want to see. More diverse stories. Perfect. But at the same time, thank God there weren't any black people in Tiger King. Like, I, like black people, like, root for black people on movies, TV shows, reality. Like, we just do. And I don't think that's a problem. I think that other people of other races root for people that they have something in common with. If you're Indian, you're going to root for an Indian person on TV. Like, most likely. Like, from what I've seen, like, that's just how it works, Right. But when it's it's like with something like Tiger King, when it's like a bunch of illegal shit and like black people like are stereotyped to be like criminals a lot of the time. And it's like, no, it's nice to have like criminal shit and not have any black people for once. Right. It's nice to be a criminal and people like stealing money and murdering people and just not talk about black people for once. Right. I'm like, yes, thank God there are no black people in this. Right. White people right? Because I don't want people saying that I hate white people or that I'm racist to white people. White people. What I said was not racist towards white people. You know why? Because white people are seen as objective in America. They're seen as the standard in America. White people in America is the norm. Like when people say American, usually the image in their head is like a heterosexual white person. So, because you're seen as the norm and these other people are sort of offshoots of what is deemed the norm, right? When we say white people in that way, we're not really being racist to white people. People think that racism to white people doesn't exist. I don't care what you think about that at this moment in time. But this isn't racist to white people. Because white people in America can fill so many spaces seamlessly and other marginalized groups can't fill those spaces seamlessly without being like scrutinized heavily, right? White people are the norm. White people like Tiger King is not going to make all white people look a certain way or think make people think all white people are a certain way, right? Whereas other depictions of other people non-white people is going to have the potential to do that and in this case tiger king is just an offshoot it's just a specific group of people who fuck with tigers and they they happen to be white it happens to be like literally only white people doing this from what from what we see at least i I might be wrong that it's only white people that do tiger stuff that's probably inaccurate but in the documentary it was it was only white people. So don't get mad at me, white people, right? You're you're the norm in America. People imagine a normal white person 
as the American, right? So don't get mad at me because you have that. I don't have that as a black person. You already have that, right? So I get to say, yes, there are no black people in Tiger King. We, we, are, we are not roped into this mess at all. Okay? We're cool. All right. Now moving on to something a little bit more easy to watch than Tiger King um, that I've been watching. I'm not done with this one, so do not fucking spoil me. All right? I will be pissed if you fucking spoil me. Okay? But there's a show... It's a British show. It's called Britain's Best Home Cook or The Best British Home Cook. I kind of forget. But the acronym is BBHC. Um, And it's on Hulu. It's not on Netflix to my knowledge. And if you're familiar with The Great British Baking Show, it's kind of like that. Um, Mary Berry is on BBHC, who used to be on The Great British Baking Show, but she's not for reasons that I actually don't know why she's not, but whatever. Um... Mary Berry's on there, and a couple other, like, British celebrity chefs are also judges, but I don't really know the British celebrity chefs like that. One of them is called the King of Produce, which is a weird title, but basically, they got 10 British home cooks, like, people who just love to cook, like, at home for family, that's their jam, right? And it's a cooking competition show, three rounds, someone gets eliminated, they have challenges, like specific ingredients that they have to work with. You, if you watch cooking shows, you know the deal, right? British, be, Britain's Best Home Cook is special to me because all the characters or all the people in there at some point or another have no idea what they're doing. Like a lot of times in cooking shows, like the people know what they're doing. They might not have like the most confidence or they might not have the ideal situation, but they know what they're doing. Britain's best home cook, because these people are home cooks, there's no formal training, they'll get ingredients and they'll be like, I have no idea what to fucking do with this. Like, this is an example, but like they'll get like, say an onion, right? Say they give the chefs an onion and then there's one chef who doesn't work with onions, has never eaten an onion, and they're like, I don't know how to fucking cook onions. That's ridiculous. Right, I don't know how to do that at all. And then they do poorly because I've never cooked a fucking onion before. And it's it's wholesome, but also like, of course they didn't do well. They never cooked these things before, right? And then every episode, someone doesn't know what they're doing, right? And because it's home cooks, like they don't know what they're doing on like this TV set. They have this weird TV set where every cook's station is like modeled after their own home so they'll have like family pictures of the contestants in the background and like fucking cabinets like kitchen cabinets that you have in like a regular two-bedroom house right like fucking drawers and shit like regular ass stoves and they're working on a tv set but like in a kitchen that looks like a home right looks like a little section of a home. And I think that's fun. And the kicker is they're all living in the same house. So after like the competitions, like they go back to the house and they live together and they interact with each other. And then you see them like Googling recipes, like, cause they don't know what's coming. So they're like, Oh, I'm Googling recipes. If I get 
onions, let's say, Googling recipes with onions or how to use onions if they've never worked with them before. And it's like, okay, this is an interesting take. It's kind of a mess, right? Because every episode has someone who just utterly shits the bed, right? And just can't put together something that's really worth anything, right? And it's sad to see them go. Like British reality shows, or I'm sorry, British cooking shows, they don't really have cutthroat things in British cooking shows. Like they're all helping each other and they're all sad when they go. Like literally in Britain's best home cook, like people will be like, hey, I need help. How the fuck do you peel an onion? And then someone will tell them how to peel an onion. And I think that's pretty wholesome and that's a little bit fun to watch. It's different than what an American does, but living in the house together, like what they do living in the house together, I'm pretty sure I'm on season one. I don't know if there's actually a season two of this, but I'm on season one. And I think two of the contestants, if they're not dating, they really, really like each other, like in a romantic way, like they're all touching and feeling. And I haven't looked on Twitter. I haven't looked on Google or anything like that. Because I don't want to be spoiled as to who wins this fucking show. But there are two contestants and they seem to be feeling each other or at least flirting with each other. And that's something you don't necessarily see on these cooking shows. You don't see flirtatiousness. You don't see like cheeky like arm rubs and shit. So I'm going to keep watching that. See what the what the body language is looking like and go from there. But overall, um, I think I'm doing well with quarantine overall. I think that, you know, I'm managing, I'm working from home. Working from home kills your voice, by the way. Like, I'm recording this at night, and I have to work from home and do, like, video chat tomorrow. And on video chat, I've found that I have to, like, ham up my my mannerisms. I have to talk a little bit louder. So... I'm I'm killing my voice, right? That's one thing that once I'm gone from this quarantine, I need to rest my voice, right? I need to get some vitamin D. I need to rest my voice. And then I can go back to work after quarantine. But we're doing that. Um, I'm watching a lot of TikToks and YouTube and Netflix and Hulu and working. I'm still making money, which is a blessing because not everyone's making money right now. Although... I'm not making as much money right now as I was previously, but I'm still making money, so that's good. Um, and if you're not making money and like that stimulus check that they're giving, like 1200 I think, is probably not going to be, be enough. Um, prayers to everyone, thoughts and prayers to everyone that's struggling and that's doing all that stuff. But I think I'm, I think I'm doing okay, right? Um... Yeah, I think I think I'm doing okay. Um and I hope you're doing okay. I hope we're all doing okay. Like I've sort of made this a little bit lighthearted and we're getting towards the end here and I I just want to let you all know that I am I'm thinking about all of you and I want you to succeed and again, we need all of you, right? I said I've said this on like a couple podcasts already, but we need all of you, right? Once we come back from this, once this is over, it's going to take all of us, right? The essential workers and non-essential workers, which is weird. I'm technically like a non-essential worker, which means I'm doing all this work. Like I'm hamming it up 
on these video calls and no one actually needs me. Like I could just not work and everyone would be okay. Literally everyone except for me because I'm not making money. But that's that's something to think about. But all of us, we need to stick together at this time. So if you can, stay inside. Think about everyone else and we'll 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 get through this. If there's one reason to stay inside, it's because they in order to test for this virus, they have to stick a rod up your nose. Stay the fuck inside. Alright, but that's all. Um love you. I mean that when I say that. I love you. Um please be safe. Um take care of yourself, wash your hands, all that stuff. And I'll see you next week. See you later. Bye.